J.T. Crowley is talking books. On this show, you'll hear from emerging talent and seasoned veterans from around the world. They'll give you their take on the writing process and how to create the secret sauce of page-turning deliciousness. Let's get into that magical mixture of the art and science of creativity. Here's J.T. Crowley, author of The Smart Kids and your podcast host. Hello, everyone. I'm J.T. Crowley, and I'm very excited to welcome on the show today an author who lives in Singapore. To say he has some interesting viewpoints in his book is, for me, an understatement. Morali Daran has written the book, The Cosmic Romance with Existence, subtitled A Personal Guidebook for Spiritual Warriors to Merge Their Light with the Cosmic Light. It's a long title, but within the pages of this intriguing book are the author's views, theories around cosmic light, metaphysical sleep and meditation, and with a nod to subtle romance with suppositions and somehow connected to existence, the universe. Having chatted to Morali over the last few weeks, I get the sense that at the very core and heart, so to speak, of his writing in this book is the ability to share guidance for raising consciousness in all its forms and healing humanity. I also understand that Morali wrote this book to give readers an understanding about themselves and how to inspire others around them. Morali has drawn on his own personal life experiences and the philosophical theories of other professionals to formulate this book. So let's invite him on the show to to hear his explanations, and let's find out what's within the pages, everybody. Morali, come and join me. Hello, John. How are you? I'm very good. Yeah, thanks for inviting me for this uh, show. And I'm pleased to uh, share with the audience about my book. Excellent. Morali. I want to start by analysing the title of the book. And for us to do that, I think we have to examine a couple of things here. Firstly, the wording, cosmic, which I, having looked at your book, you're referencing to cosmic light. And when I look up the definition of cosmic light, I'm led to believe it's about the contribution to the brightness of the night sky from all unresolved extragalactic sources. Secondly, you reference existence as the universe, which you seem to think holds the general powers of creation, manifestation, and dissolution. So my question is, how do you marry up cosmic existence linked with romance? Because for me, this is the opening gamut of your title. And a little, and a title for authors is very important as a due clue as to what is in the book. So how did the title, Cosmic Existence, Romance, all how does this all connect up? <clears throat> okay, let me explain. Okay, the cosmic romance. Okay, when I say cosmic, uh, I'm referring to uh, the astral dimension that means it's beyond the physical dimension, okay? So I'm saying about the cosmic, I'm also referring to the higher powers, the universe, uh, uh, divine powers, okay, uh, uh, 
although we can also say as uh, if um, um, God. So when I say the cosmic, uh, uh, when I put it as cosmic, I'm referring to an astral dimension. That means something that is unseen, uh, something that is unknown, but it is uh, influencing our daily lives. And when I say cosmic, when I say cosmic romance, I'm talking about building an intimate relationship with higher powers. Uh, that is the meaning of the cosmic romance, building an intimate relationship. So by building an intimate relationship with higher powers, we are able to overcome our life suffering and pain and transcend to higher consciousness, awakening, connect to our higher self. And with existence, okay, this word existence <clears throat> is I'm referring to the universe and I'm also referring to God. Um, why I put this exist as existence is because um, God's powers or higher powers or the universal powers, I put them as one. Okay, I say that uh, the creator who created the universe is also residing within us among us in the universe. So that's what I say as existence. That means it's like uh, each time when we are talking about uh, God, higher powers, uh, we always say that he is in the sky. We look up at the sky and we say that, dear God, help me. We look up to the sky, you know. But we should also know that the creator who created the universe is also residing together with us in the universe is residing within us. So each time we can also look up to the sky and say, dear God, save me from my problems. At the same time, we can take our hands and put into uh, on, put onto our heart and say that, dear God, please be with me and guide me. So we are, so the word existence is, I'm not trying to say, I'm, not, I'm saying that God is not something that is far away. He, he is among us within us, uh, and he's also uh, influencing our daily lives. So if we are able to build an intimate relationship with higher powers, universal powers, God, okay, you, you, it's, it's a different uh, way. Some people define it in different ways. Some people call God as the universe. So um, it, it's how we see it. But end of the day, uh, it's about uh, being we are assuring ourselves that if we want to uh, move uh, away from uh, our life uh, uh, challenges, overcome I mean overcome our life challenges, uh, our life suffering, uh, and then uh, have a sense of awakening, uh, have a higher sense of self awareness, and connecting out to our uh, uh, higher self, you know, enlightenment. Uh, we should build an intimate relationship with the higher power. So the cosmic romance of existence is, uh, if I put it in another way, uh, I would say that building an intimate relationship with higher powers. So wow. that is the meaning of the title. Yeah. Ah, I got that understanding, but I just wanted you, uh, Morali, to tell the listeners and the viewers. That's what I wanted to do. Now, in your preface, then, uh, you know, the preface of your book, you start off by saying, the inspiration behind this book was after you received an intuitive call to contribute to humanity and existence. 
involving daily meditation practices. Would you like to embellish uh, a little more here, open up morale as to, you know, to the listeners and the viewers, you know, to get the immediate understanding behind the concept of what you and this book are all about, because it's more, it's, for me, it's about based on you and your meditation and you've drawn on your own personal aspects of your own life. I'm right, aren't I? Okay, let me explain, uh, John. Okay, I'll break, uh, to make it simple, I, I'll, break, I'll break this part into three uh, uh, categories. Okay, one's intellect. The other part is uh, instincts. And the third one is intuition. Okay, when I talk about the intellect, I'm talking about the mind. So mind is where we hold our knowledge. Like, for example, we complete our degree. Um, we did a course. Uh, uh, we have this knowledge in us. And the other part is our instincts. Instincts is sometimes when we are in a danger, our body tends to react without even we realizing it. Okay, you know, we touch the hot water, I mean, a kettle of hot water, and immediately we take our hands away, our instincts tell us, hey, this is danger, don't go near there. So there's another part, which is also, it's, uh, I would call it the intuition, intellect, instincts, and intuition. So intuition is actually, I would say that it is the bridge between us and the divine. So uh, each time there will be a message uh, coming into us. Like if I'm talking to John or John is talking to me and the, the, the messages pass through our intellect, we, we, we transmit messages through our intellect, our mind. And um, if uh, um, intuition is something, it's beyond the mind and beyond the physical body. So it's a dimension where... Uh, we enter into a state of space. Um, that space is where um, we, we get our intuition. So how I got uh, interest to write this book is through my intellect, intuition, and my instincts because um, I'm trained in social work in, and counseling. So I work with humans. I provide uh, helping services. And also, I practice uh, uh, lots of yoga, and I also practice uh, martial arts. So it's also uh, contributed to my spiritual development. On top of that meditation, I was able to uh, go deeper into this uh, state uh, called uh, Satori. Satori is uh, a moments of mini enlightenments, whereby they're from one thought, Okay, when during meditation, right, uh, we become aware of our thoughts. So from one thought to the next thought, there's a gap. There's a space. Ah, I'm going to come on to that. Yes. I'm going to come on to that in a minute. (laughs) Morale, I I want to move you on here a little bit here because let's get, you know, to the nub of this book. Now, in this book, there are 36 chapters and it's an extremely informative book of yours. I found it very informative and I've certainly learned an awful lot. I'm going to delve into, I'm not going to delve into all the chapters because when I say when we do these podcasts, it's not about giving the game away. It's just about giving the listeners and the viewers a flavor of both you and your book. Sure. So I'm going to go to, uh, so yes, you've got your 36 chapters. So listen, if you want to know all the chapters, well, I've got a message for you. It's simple. 
go and buy the book. I can't say fairer than that. <laughs> <laughs> but Morale, I want to go to chapter two first, okay? Now, this sure. is headed up the general powers of existence. You sure. talk about spiritual insights, meditation, and how they helped you to overcome your compulsions and smoking habits. You talk about creation, five elements of creativity, manifestations, and significantly more. Why are you talking about all these things here? Okay, I want to talk, uh, highlight to uh, my audience about um, how uh, uh, these powers of the universe is also present within us. That's the purpose of uh, uh, highlighting to the audience. Um, you see, when I talk about um, the creation, creation, okay, the universe got, uh, 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 the, okay, the universe was created, God created the universe. Um, and then we can also uh, say that uh, manifestation, manifestation is nowadays is coming, it's very it's a trend whereby we send uh, our messages to the universe, you know, uh, to get things uh, uh, uh uh, for look out for things that we like, uh, we, we call this the law of attraction. Whereas, whereas you know, you have heard about this, the law of attraction. Okay, we do some meditation for five minutes, watch our breath, and then we send a message to the universe to ask for uh, a wish. But uh, and then we are strongly encouraged to to send uh, positive messages. So, why is the reason behind sending positive messages? Why shouldn't we send negative messages? These are some areas that actually are highlighted in the book. So um, uh, I want to uh, explain about uh, creative creation. Creation is the create, creative powers, manifestation powers, dissolution. These three are the key uh, uh, works of the universe. So that uh, um, nature is also present in us. <clears throat> okay. Um, for example, um, we have our sense of creativity in we us, do. and yes, we and do, the yeah. other part is man yes, manifestation is whereby we work, we have the power to you know a, uh, a wish for something and work towards it. For example, if we want to lose our weight, okay, we have set our goals and then we work through it. We do our practice daily, exercise, manage our diet, and we are able to achieve. Our, our the our desired physique and this solution this solution is about letting go it's about destroying the negative qualities within us so that, that we raise our higher consciousness yeah so, i understand that yes so mm. that's what i'm trying to i'm just explaining the gist of it i've explained a little bit more detailed in in my book yeah so that's that's the reason why i bring in the creative uh, i highlighted about the creative powers manifestation and dissolution and about meditation uh, why i spoke about smoking and drinking okay it doesn't it's not only about smoking and uh, drinking meditation helps to overcome any kind of compulsive behaviors um, without uh, we putting in much of effort, you know, sometimes we put too much strain in ourselves. Okay, today I'm going to stop with two drinks, uh, uh, two glasses okay. of wine. So after we, we went to the party, we have two uh, glasses of wine and then we go back home, we're lying on our bed. We are thinking, oh my God, man, I should have taken a bit more. I can't sleep. I should have <laughs> taken drink more, you know, but you know, my, 
my girlfriend was there in the party she stopped me from drinking you know so we start to think about all this stuff ah. but the desire is still there disturbing us yeah. somehow and then we are always we, we, we stop our drinks but then we are thinking about it all the time so what does meditation do meditation helps to bring in awareness in our actions so when we are why are we craving for more wine the more wine, okay suppose we drink two glasses of wine but we want to drink more and more and more the reason is because we are doing it unconsciously but if we are going to bring in some awareness into it into our actions we will okay. it, and we are going to sip every drop of it mindfully we are going to be more aware so i'm going to say i'm what i'm saying i'm saying this meditation helps us to overcome compulsive behaviors without uh, putting too much strain onto ourselves yeah. okay i'm going to come to meditation right towards the very end because you've got some very significant chapters there morali yeah i want to move you on I want to take you to chapter seven and nine because these are very important chapters. And here you're talking about metaphysical sleep being the hometown for pain and suffering. You talk yep. about being trapped in metaphysical sleep. When I looked up at the meaning of metaphysical sleep, I'm led to understand that sleep is a great harmonizer of discordant thoughts. Deep sleep produces a state of consciousness all earthly thoughts are pushed aside so that a person's soul can listen to the Lord's voice and the messages he's remitting. And very often people emerge refreshed, having had such an experience. Do you believe this? And have you experienced this phenomenon? And is that why you devote chapters seven and nine in this book to this area? Okay, um, let me explain, John, uh, about uh, chapter 7 and 9. Uh, uh, I'll be, um, okay. chapter 7 to 9, I want to highlight about the metaphysical sleep. Okay, metaphysical sleep is simply the opposite of wakefulness, uh, ah. awakening. Yes. So uh, what is metaphysical sleep? It's the cycles of unconsciousness. Um, metaphysical sleep, it also means not being aware about our dark shadows, our own dark shadows. Um, metaphysical sleep, uh, the, the purpose of highlighting, the uh, bringing in these chapters is, I want to highlight that if one is able to comprehend what is happening within them, what's happening within them, they're able to mm -hmm. comprehend, they exactly know what is happening within them mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, they are aware, they are clear, and they are working on their dark shadows, then their outward vision will be very clear, will be crystal clear. So what is happening, what we see uh, uh, external, externally is actually uh, uh, influenced by what is happening inside us. So each time if we are in a metaphysical sleep, okay, metaphysical sleep is about the unconsciousness. Because of metaphysical sleep, uh, we function daily with routines, with habits. I know routines are good, habits are good in a certain in, 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 a, in a certain angle, but if it's continuously going in a way that is going to cause harm to ourselves and harm to others, uh, that is when uh, the problem arises. So metaphysical sleep in this chapter, metaphysical sleep. I'm just I'm highlighting to the person about the cycles of unconsciousness. You see, it's the opposite of wake, uh, 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 wakefulness. And <clears throat> I'm 
actually in this chapter 7 on uh, metaphysical uh, sleep i explain on what is metaphysical sleep in other words i've actually highlighted to the audience uh, on why am i suffering right why am i suffering now you mentioned several times in your little speech there about consciousness now this yep. is very important in this book everybody because chapter 18 is headed up as seeds of consciousness and when you look at this chapter everybody it's the introduction to the next eight chapters um so you say so seeds of consciousness because this is a significant chapter let's talk about it you say there are many seeds of higher consciousness but you only touch on eight in the book this chapter is a very short one but it's very significant why are you introducing consciousness here? You've touched on it, but there's a link between consciousness, meditation, throughout the whole of your book here. Okay, seeds of consciousness. Um, seeds of consciousness. Firstly, consciousness, uh, before I, I go into that, I would say consciousness is actually the light that is within us. Okay, um, in, in spirituality, uh, there are two lights. One, the consciousness is the light within us, and there's another light, which is a higher light. Uh, in uh, uh, Sanskrit, uh, uh, they would say this as uh, Atma and Paramatma. Paramatma is the higher light and your own light. So if you take away our mind, our body, and we put our soul separately, there will be a light within us. So the more we are moving towards doing inward, uh, 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 an inward uh, engineering kind of work, you know, like we go inside deep into ourselves and we uh, self-inquire, uh, uh, self-assess, we tend to uh, get closer to our light and we gain uh, 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 the higher uh, we, we realize our light within us that light is consciousness so consciousness is also means like um um okay if we want to cultivate okay we want to uh, uh um realize that light okay the purpose of this book is to help a person realize that light so if we want to realize that light there are two ways one we can daily do our meditation on top of our gratitude sure. prayers and stuff so the second part is to cultivate these dynamic and powerful qualities. So these dynamic and powerful qualities are the seeds of consciousness. So if we are practicing this, uh, bringing these uh, uh, qualities into our daily life, we are able to get closer to our life. Okay, what, uh, are they? Uh, what are they? Simple gratitude. All right. faith. Let, let's, yeah. let's go into these seeds of consciousness that you talk about in your book. So this is really covering off the next eight chapters. Now, I'm not going to go in each one. I'm going to pick a few here, but let's talk about them. So you've got the seeds of consciousness. You draw attention to our compassion, faith, yep. forgiveness, letting go, gratitude, love, acceptance and trust, and sensitivity, which you cover off in chapters 19 to 26 inclusively. Just to give the listeners views an inkling to the area of the book, can we look at faith? Can we have a look at forgiveness and acceptance and trust? Would you be kind enough to explain and talk about those three consciousness, seeds of conscious, just to give you know, the listeners 
a flavor of what you are about in consciousness? Okay, uh, let me maybe uh, let me uh, uh, start with uh, faith. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Okay, faith. Uh, it's about uh, having complete trust on the higher powers. So, uh, in this chapter, I uh, guided uh, my uh, readers on how uh, some unpleasant emotions in us hinder our faith. So, and I am I subtly uh, uh, guided them on how they they can be aware about these unpleasant emotions, uh, deal with it, and strengthen their faith. So, the stronger their faith is, uh, their mind will be more. They 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 will develop more clarity, uh, more inner strength, and also uh, faith helps them to overcome uh, obstacles. Uh, uh, in their life journey. So, yeah, I've, I've highlighted more in detail about, okay. about that in the book. Right? And forgiveness about, um, and acceptance? Okay, forgiveness. In forgiveness, because uh, we always come across this. Forgive why I brought this uh, for, uh, word, uh, this seed of uh, forgiveness. It's a very important uh, seed. Um, because we always talk about this uh, when I meet, like, for example, I talk to John, uh, talk to you, John, and then we had a misunderstanding, we had an argument, and then we said, John, I forgive you. So John <laughs> says, really, I forgive you. So that's when we become friends, and then we go have some beers, you know. So so that is, uh, uh, we, we, we tend to, you know. Absolutely, uh, why not? Yeah. <laughs> so, but why I'm, I'm highlighting about forgiveness is, the most important thing is about, uh, it's not about John forgiving me or I'm forgiving John. Of course, that is uh, useful and it uh, helps in our healing and stuff. But if we are looking into uh, finding our, our inner light, going deeper into uh, knowing about ourselves, raising our higher consciousness, connecting to our higher self, then the first thing we have to practice is self-forgiveness. Every day, look at the mistakes that you make and you do uh, uh, reflections and then what you do is you do some self-forgiveness because most of us are suffering from guilt, regret, uh, 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 worries, uh, uh, anxiety, a lot of uh, 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 mental and emotional issues that is actually hindering. Even sometimes we sit down to meditate, we close our eyes and then we are trying to clear these thoughts, but lots of thoughts come. But each time we clear one, another thought come in. We clear one thought, another thought come in. So self-forgiveness, I've highlighted in the book how important is self-forgiveness and, uh, and how we could practice that to actually raise our consciousness uh-huh. and connect to our higher self. Yeah. Brilliant. Briefly yeah. touch on acceptance because I want to move you on here because I want to go and talk uh, very quickly on to meditation. So acceptance and trust, very briefly. Okay, very briefly talking about acceptance and trust. Okay. Here I'm saying about acceptance and trust is, first thing, whenever we, may, we come across any life lessons uh, or any challenges, I'm trying to tell, I'm, 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 wrote in, I'm sending a message to my audience to tell them that do not... Uh, feel disappointed, uh, do not break down. Instead, have courage to accept what is coming at that point of time and trust the defined intervention. So each time uh, uh, a problem comes to us, 
we immediately we try to struggle and put away the problem because most of us we want uh, some relaxation we don't like like problems when we see a paper right we see the word problem we, we don't like to see that you know we, it, it, it makes us very frustrated so acceptance practice acceptance is when we face any challenges daily challenges in life accept that learn from it without any resistance it's, it's about taking a non resistive approach uh, as, uh, and then uh, embrace that moment learn from okay. it learn the life lessons and trust what the universe is sending you as a message that actually helps us to grow our consciousness yeah fantastic now let's get to the the end of the book here where you have dedicated chapter 33 to 35 and this is you because this is all about meditation this everyone is it says that morally let's let's take a bit towards the chapters 33 to 35 inclusive and here we you're talking about meditation in particular three types of meditation you're talking about chakra watcher and centering now, I know meditation means a lot to you. It's very personal, so that's why you put it in here. But can you very briefly tell us all about the three different meditations that you use in your life? Okay. Uh, in this chapter, I highlight about the chakra meditation. Uh, I taught uh, my readers about chakra meditation. The second meditation I taught them is about watcher meditation. And the third one is centering meditation. Okay, let me explain briefly about the chakra meditation. Chakra meditation is about connecting to the seven spiritual uh, power points in our body that is actually located at our spine area. So from our base of our spine uh, to the top of our head, there are seven chakras, which is the seven power points, which is like the switches that is connected to the higher powers. So I'm actually in this meditation, I teach them about how on how to open these chakras uh, and what we can do, uh, uh, the uh, readers can do to, uh, to work on these chakra points. <clears throat> so how does this chakra meditation is helpful? Okay, first thing, the chakra meditation is very helpful in self-healing, um, clearing spiritual blockages and helping one to raise their spiritual vibes, frequency, and connecting to the higher self. So it's and, more of, and do the other two yeah. meditations do that as well? Uh, the other meditations also do as well, but this is like targeting directly onto the source, the blockage, ah. the points. Yes, because each point has a purpose. Like for example, let's talk about the uh, the heart chakra. The heart chakra is more of um, uh, love. But if uh, the chakra is uh, unbalanced, uh, uh, the person tends to be a very jealous person and also may be going through some uh, uh, heart issues, health-related heart, heart issues and so on. So it's like opening up these chakras uh, uh, during the meditation, bringing in energy there so that the person is able to clear the blockages. So each time a person does the chakra meditation, is going to get a sense of relief, good mental clarity, Strong uh, intuition and wisdom. So and if they want it, and if they yeah. and if the listeners and viewers want to find out more about your other uh, meditations, watch and centering, go and read the book, everybody. <laughs> I want uh, Morali, um, just a couple of more um, areas to go through. Do you think your book acts as a personal guide for spiritual warriors to merge whatever their light is within the cosmic light? Do you think it does that? 
um okay uh this book it's like if you if the person has an uh, a keen interest okay to connecting to their higher self overcoming uh life uh uh, uh, dealing with life challenges, overcoming problems, uh, um, awakening, enlightenment, uh, looking towards peace, peace. Uh, this book will be a, a, a great asset to them. On the other hand, those who are seeking uh, some uh, strength uh, to move forward in their daily life, okay, uh, they are facing challenges uh, um, in in a sense of uh, uh, problems at workplace. Um, uh, in family issues, that book, this book will really serve as uh, a guide also for, for the person who's not even a person who's seeking for spiritual path, but who's able to, who's looking forward to uh, uh, some source of daily, uh, uh, looking forward to getting their, some daily affirmations, uh, uh, some strength, inner strength for them. This book will be really, wow. really useful for them. Yeah. That's excellent. Really is. Morali, who do you see as the market for your book? And more importantly, who would you like to see reading your book? Who's this uh, for? This book is for everyone. Uh, um, um, uh, if they are able to... I, I, I really give this <laughs> book out to anyone. If they are free to read. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, I, the greatest thing, uh, happiness for me uh, is my readers benefiting from the book. So I do not have any age. I do not have any gender because I want everyone to benefit. So it's not about I want them to read from the first chapter to the last chapter. Read on areas that might be useful for them, which will be beneficial okay. for them, will be, yes, a positive contribution to their life because uh, I'm not expecting miracles, but a small change, a positive change in their life by reading one chapter of my book will be uh, uh, great for them. That's a great happiness for me. Yeah. Uh, are there any more books coming down the line? Yeah, I'm writing a, a second book uh, on poetry uh, about healing, spiritual healing. So I want uh, writing for those who love poetry. They can read this book. Uh, and uh, gain some daily strength, you know. Every morning, wake up, open, and read one poetry before starting their work. Uh, they feel healed, and then they feel strong. Yeah, that's it, man. They can go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, let's go for it. Oh, well, let's hope we get to chat about that book when it comes out. Uh, yeah. Morali, where can people go and get your book? Where they can they, where can they buy it? Okay, um, I have a website. Uh, uh, I, 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 I have a, it's a gift to you, John. I will give it to you, John. This website, uh, they can purchase my book at this uh, uh, website. And also, my I will give my social media links. So my, my readers can connect to me with me there. And my book is also available at Amazon. Yeah. yeah, all these links, everybody, are in the written introduction. You'll get access to his webpage there and also to the Amazon link to his book. Morali Durrani, thank you for giving me the opportunity to chat to you about your phenomenal book, and it really is phenomenal, everybody. And all I say to you is, go and have a look at it, give it a read. Because it's certainly very inspiring, and I've certainly learned a lot from it. So, Morali Duran, everybody, thank you for coming on. So until next time, I'm JT Crowley. So wherever you are in the world, listening, watching, stay safe.